What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Damo, your WWE correspondent for Trackstar Sports, coming at you with the latest update for World Wrestling Entertainment. So what I want to talk about now is not necessarily a hot topic in the WWE, just something I'm noticing happening and kind of kind of semi-making a prediction of what I think is about to happen. Um, so Jason Jordan wasn't hated generally was liked he wasn't necessarily a fan favorite wasn't a big name attraction or anything like that but what really got his name buzzing was first earlier this year we found out that Kurt Angle is his dad so you had that storyline and now this past Monday um as he's continuing to try to make a name for himself, he challenges Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental title because Roman Reigns is kind of doing the John Cena thing now that he's Intercontinental champion and doing open challenges every week. And he's uh, wrestling every week, whoever is willing to come out and, and face him. So ironically, um, he's kind of trying to fill John Cena's shoes being that he beat him several months ago. Um, so he's kind of trying to be that fighting champion. Um, he's not going to be a heel who doesn't who doesn't wrestle at all or tries not to wrestle anybody and only wrestles at pay-per-views. And he's not the big enough draw to only be a guy who wrestles at pay-per-views like a Brock Lesnar. So Roman is is you know basically building up his credibility, being a fighting champion, wrestling every week, taking on any and all comers. So then this week, Jason Jordan steps up to take that challenge. Now, I think with Jason Jordan, now, um, spoiler alert for those who didn't see Monday Night Raw, um, but Jason Jordan lost that match. Roman Reigns is still Intercontinental Champion. You probably already know that. Um, But I think Jason Jordan is about to turn heel. Why? Because Jason Jordan, when the whole Kurt Angle thing came out, they got really, really mushy with that to a point. Like, at, at first, it was like it was cool. But then, a couple months in, they got really, really mushy with that story. And and Jason Jordan was using that as an angle to get matches with guys that I really don't think in any other circumstance he would have got. So now he's challenging Roman Reigns. Well, this is an open challenge, so he really didn't have to do much, even though that was the way he got the match was he came to Kurt Angle. And I think that... Jason Jordan went from being generally liked to or a likable guy to now everyone hates him because he's using his relationship with Kurt Angle to get certain things and the universe is not liking that you can see that already Um, and so I think in turn being that um, Kurt Angle came in as a general manager that everyone likes and that pretty much seems to be the formula across the board even with Smackdown everybody likes the general managers um I think Jason Jordan is going to turn heel I think he's going to ask too many favors and Kurt Angle is eventually going to have to give him a flat out no and um say hey you know first it was the knee like your knees busted up he's like no i can still go i can still wrestle okay fine i'm putting you in the match 
I don't know what it'll be next. I think I don't think there'll be anything that'll be able to be used as an excuse. I think he'll just have to flat out tell him, no, you're not getting this, period. And that's going to cause him to turn heel. And he's just going to try to run roughshod through the WWE. That's just what I think is coming down the pike for Jason Jordan to kind of keep him relevant. Um, and seeing how the overall response for him is that the uh, universe is not feeling him anymore. So, I don't know. What do you guys think about the whole Jason Jordan storyline? Call in. Holla at us. And if you don't already, make sure you follow us on social media, on Instagram, uh, Trackstars with a Z underscore sports, and on Facebook, Trackstar Sports. And make sure you follow us at Debate Fuel on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hit us up. We want to hear from you. And don't forget, we're doing a contest. You get somebody new to sign up, they get a $25 Starbucks gift card. This is Damo. Holla at your boy. Peace. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Damo, your WWE correspondent for Trackstar Sports, coming at you with some of the latest and greatest in the WWE. So the topic I want to bring up now is I feel like we have a um, well. First of all, let me let me say this: um, the women's division of the WWE has stepped up dramatically. Uh, as of late, I've said that before. Um, like, especially like when pay per views come up, I actually look forward to the women's matches and enjoy the women's matches. And it's not just to see pretty women wrestling or, you know, or, you know, throwing themselves each other around the ring or just seeing some little cat fight. No, they're actually athletic, competitive matches. And I actually enjoy watching them. Um, for for us uh, for sport not for anything that i'm looking at women um they've stepped up they stepped up their game dramatically over the last few years um and now we've gotten to a point where now i think we've got a female version of the shield um now last monday uh we had the return of Paige. Paige was actually one of my, uh, grew to be one of my favorite female wrestlers. Um, I wasn't really sure why she uh, had went away, but I'm glad she's back. And now she's returned with some help. Um, she has newcomers from the NXT, uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Now, again, like I said, I don't watch the matches for Pretty Women, but that doesn't mean I ignore the fact that some of the female wrestlers are very easy on the eyes. Um, that being Mandy Rose. But uh, <laughs> but either way, um, the three of them have stepped in and look like they're trying to dominate uh, the women's division. Uh, Paige looking to get back to her status as a women's champ in the WWE. Which she was kind of running the division once upon a time when she was there, but it says she she went away for a while. She had a little hiatus. Now she's back and looking to take over a very competitive women's division. I think uh, Alexa Bliss 
is definitely scared, especially being that she got jumped by these three ladies uh, last week. I mean, they were just pretty much just going all over and taking everybody out at uh, at random. Um, what I would really have liked to have seen was them go at Nia Jax and and try to take her down. Um, it literally would take all three of them because Nia Jax is just is just a monster. But um, yeah, so it looks like we have a female version of the Shield. Um, like I said, we have Paige, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose um, looking to take over the women's division. Now, the other two are kind of playing second fiddle to Paige. Um, uh, from what I've seen in the past, whenever you've had somebody who's going after the title and they kind of got some backup, who's kind of letting themselves play second fiddle to that person, they eventually end up going after her because they want the title too. So I'm wondering how long this whole thing will last, um, especially since Paige didn't start out with them. She left and came back with them. So we'll see how things go. I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing her face Alexa Bliss for the title. Um, she uh, she beat up on uh, Sasha Banks pretty handily on Monday, uh, even though she had a little bit of help. But um, I'm looking forward to see what happens uh, with this group. Um how long they're around, uh, who's really going to uh, challenge them in the WWE. Because uh, so far, they're taking everybody out. So that's my latest on the WWE. This is your boy Damo for Trackstar Sports. Make sure you follow us Oh, and um, on social media. But make sure, if you're following us on social media already, that you get in on the contest. Uh, get someone to sign up. $25 Starbucks gift card. Look for us on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, at Trackstar Sports. Holla at your boy. Peace. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Damo, your WWE correspondent for Trackstar Sports, coming at you once again with the latest and greatest in the WWE uh, I really wanted to uh, shout this out this week. I could have waited, but it was on my mind. And so I figured I'd uh, just do it this week. Um, there's a character that's really grown on me in the WWE, and that is Elias. He's kind of been under the radar, not a big name draw, uh, at least not yet. Um, but I feel like he's a uh, he's a character that is uh, very much needed. Uh, he kind of uh, brings a balance, uh, I think, to everything. Because uh, you got guys who are so hard, so tough, so serious. Um, you know, like your Roman Reigns, your Braun Strowmans, um, guys like that. And even like in, in the Shield, um, you know, Dean Ambrose went from just being straight crazy to being crazy funny. Uh, Seth Rollins, after. Uh, turning back from being a heel is even kind of tries to be kind of comical uh i think it just brings a balance to everything and now you've got elias who i think is a throwback to some characters that have been there before um which i think as you go through each generation you'll have a guy who's like a guy that's been there before it's just a little different based on the the time that they come in i mean you go back in the day 
you had the honky tonk man who was impersonating Elvis. He never really played guitar, but he had a guitar. It was good for whacking people over the head with the guitar. But he wasn't really singing or playing guitar or anything like that. Then you go into like the raw era um, where you had the rock. He was playing guitar, but he really wasn't like seriously playing guitar. He was just like strumming a chord and singing a silly song. But this guy, Elias, is actually a good guitar player. <laughs> like, I actually, like, the music he plays is, like, really good. But he gives you a guy who's very gimmicky to bring you the comedy. But then he's actually really good in the ring. And you really got to see that when uh, he faced Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental title last week and almost beat Roman Reigns. But, um, he lost. But I think that that's going to help propel him into the spotlight. And plus, overall, the universe likes him. Um, so I think that you need that kind of real gimmicky guy who is also very good in the ring. So he gives you that balance. So he's entertaining on both sides. He's entertaining outside the ring, entertaining inside the ring. So I just wanted to play real quick a clip from Monday night uh, from his interaction with Kurt Angle. silence your cell phone. In fact, just put it away. And then hold your applause until after I'm finished. Very funny, Elias. What do you want? I want another opportunity at the Intercontinental Championship. But you went ahead and you gave that to your son. That's blatant favoritism. And it's not cool. I see the City of Angels, they want to walk with Elias. Now, since there are no worthy opponents left, a musical performance is all they're going to get. And that's on you. Just remember, some by sin rise and some by virtue fall. That's Shakespeare, right? It's a warning. Your bias towards your bastard son will be the end. You know what, Elias, you're right. The WWE Universe deserves better. You go have your concert, and I'll go try to find you a worthy opponent. That's Elias. That's hilarious. I mean, that was great. So, that's it. That's all I got for this segment. I'll let your boy track star sports. They moves out. Peace.